Hello and welcome to Tracks, Brighton's premier music podcast. I'm Tim. And I'm Harry. And this is episode number 92. We're back. And we're back at them. Yeah, we are. Uh, we're here basically to talk about two very, very big artists and very big moments in our musical life that have occurred over the last fortnight. Uh, things that we really loved. These are tales from the front line. Once again, think back to post Glastonbury Blues, that kind of thing. It's got that kind of vibe going. Mm-hmm. It's a really fun one. We chatted away properly this week. Absolutely, we did. Zero notes, zero anything. This is all ad lib. This is pure talent. Didn't have to look at my little notepad. Not no. even once. I haven't seen your little notepad for about two years. You nope. used to bring a little notepad each week. <laughs> it's long gone. <laughs> Uh, but I don't really miss it, I'm going to be honest. I hated it. Yeah, it's useless. Because sometimes hear it flapping in the wind. <laughs> um, thank you so much for tuning in again. Uh, we really appreciate you sticking with us through what has been a little bit of a tricky time for many reasons that will become clear, or may not, in the next few minutes, because <laughs> yeah. we just kind of skim over it. Didn't really want to talk about it. It was quite annoying what happened. Rubbish. Um, we're focusing on the good, and there's loads of that to come. Uh, nice one. We're going to see you in the usual place. And where is that, Harry? That would be on the flip side. Sick. Shall we begin? Let's begin now. You all right, mate? Hello there, Tim. How's it going? Things are going okay. How are you? <laughs> yeah, things are going okay for me. Thank you. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. Been a while. Very um. Who is that? Nickelback. Nickelback voice. It's been a while. It definitely wasn't their voice. Oh, but no. No, I can't do it. I'm <laughs> just saying. It's been a while. That's better. Mm. Hmm. That was, that was Chad. <laughs> I think that was quite Chad. Is he the one that's um? It's like I don't know the words, but it's like that thing Yeah, that guy. Okay. Yeah, that's They're, who I was channeling. Yeah, same person. They're still going, I think, somehow. Yeah, they're a bit of a joke, though, aren't they? Um, I don't know. Are they, look at this photograph <laughs> or something? I think that's them as well, yeah. For someone who is kind of claiming no knowledge of Nickelback, you've reeled because off a become, few songs there. They've become like a meme. And yeah. I, I, like, I know that that voice is attached to Nickelback. I feel like he's married to Avril Lavigne, but I could have made that up. No, maybe not, actually. There seems like a big age gap there. Probably, no, probably not. I mean, she's not as young as you think. She's no, probably in her I mean, 40s now. 40s? She was probably, tw- like... Yeah, you... No, she, that wasn't 20 years no, ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's, yeah, no, she's probably in her 30s then. Like yeah, 30s. well into her 30s, I would guess. Yeah. Yeah, interesting. Well, anyway, <laughs> maybe that's true, maybe it's not. Uh, we'll let you Google that right now, listeners, people who are sat at home wondering. Um, it's been a while since we recorded, though. <laughs> yeah, been a while. Um, and all we can really say is that it's been a bit of a difficult little period for us yeah. in Tracksland. We can't even necessarily apologise for our absence because it wasn't. It wasn't deliberate. S- something we had control over. No, exactly. Things happened. Um, that I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I maybe we should just move on like very, very swiftly because I'm not sure how much more we can really say. No, people will be annoyed at us that we can't. Um, um some bad 
just some stuff happens. <laughs> some bad guys. Yeah, uh, some yeah. bad guys do some bad things to us. Yeah, and if we told you we would have to kill you or go to jail at the very least. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't want to do either of those things, listeners. So no. uh, we'll move on um, to the last few days. How have you been doing? It's been very, 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 very cold here in England. Yes, good point. It's been probably some of the coldest days that I remember. Today was literally, I think, the coldest I can remember it being outside. Mm. It reminded me of when I used to work in a supermarket and you'd have to go and check for something in the massive freezer and you'd open the door and it would just kind of hit you and sort of you'd feel your burn, your cheeks burn straight away as soon as the air hit your face. The second I opened the front door this morning, there was just like a big gust of wind which had all ice in it. And all the ice in it. Yeah. Um, There'll be. I mean, we know there's people that listen to this from countries that are a lot colder than us. Yeah. Just so you know, it was, I think, lowest it got was about minus seven. Yeah. Fahrenheit. Um, Celsius. Celsius. Yeah. Right. Minus seven Celsius. Um, which is for us is really cold. And, and then we'll like wind, wind chill stuff, factor yeah. on top. It, it's like minus fourteen. It was minus fourteen, I think, in in uh, Birmingham. Really? That's that, mad. That is insane. It's been Baltic and we've had snow on loads of consecutive days, I think for the first time ever in my life. Yeah, which... In Brighton, for, anyway. For people who don't know, that's absolutely far-fetched. Yeah. Crazy behaviour from yeah. the weather for us. We, how, we rarely see snow at all. Yeah. How does snow make you feel? Now? Yeah. I hate it. Do you? No, I, I love looking... It's a bit like rain. I love looking at it. <laughs> it is and, just colder. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, I love looking at it from inside and I like watching it and stuff. And I still get a little bit excited when I see it's rain, uh, snowing. But I have to go up to London every day and yeah. it's it's a hassle. Yeah. It's something you have to think about. I think it's quite a kind of defining uh, moment in your life, really, where you stop being super excited by snow and the prospect of a snow day and you start thinking, oh. Got things to do. Yeah, because you don't be. really get the excuse of a snow day when you're an adult. Although a lot of people seem to have been knocking off this week, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna call the rest of the world out except me. I've been powering on through. I've been working at home, but yeah, so I'm gonna I haven't you been out. out in the snow. Haven't had a nice, fun time anywhere. No. Have you? Have you made a single snowball? Yes. I have made a single snowball. I, I made a few snowballs. Threw some snowballs at a friend the other day. That's good. Have you made a snowman? No, but I did this year. Did you do a snow angel? No. Oh. So one out of three. The three big the three snow ones, activities. Yeah, snowballs I mean. Did you eat any yellow snow? Yeah, but what's wrong with that? <laughs> Nothing. Famously <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I've enjoyed it. I, I'm like you. I like looking at it. And actually, today was the only day that I started to get a bit... Like I'd had tired enough. Tired a bit. We get, I think we get tired of it quite quickly, considering it's only ever there for a few days. I don't like it when it gets icy. That's when yeah. my... And it looks shit as well. Yeah. And today was just grey. Every other day's looked pretty. Yeah, when everything's... I, I was watching it come down the other day when it, was, when it really hits us. And uh, and when everything's just blanketed white and, like, nobody's touched it. And, it's like, moment. it can make the most drab places look like they're from a postcard. Yeah. And I like it when... I like it when you see little bird's feet in it. Yeah, or little <laughs> paws. Like yeah. little dog feet and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why that... It, uh, that's just that's, such a nice little thing nice. to me. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's been good. Yeah, and I would say, and I think you would agree, that it has been 
a roller coaster of emotions for many reasons, many great ones as well as the bad. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I I'm struggling to think of any period in my life that has been quite so roller coastery. Mm. A roller coaster tycoon, I feel like. <laughs> we are on a five loop roller coaster. Yeah. Uh yeah, I got Which to like I still got like two left. I don't know what they're gonna be. I got to Sunday evening of the week just gone and I was dropping my friend off in Red Hill. Yeah. Um so I'd driven up there and suddenly just everything that had happened previously sort of hit me and I thought I am so completely exhausted and I have to drive back now and I just don't know how to do it. And I just sat in the car for like half an hour thinking, yeah. oh, it's like brain tiredness. Yeah. Like your brain has just been constantly on for so long. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. Yeah. But I'll tell you what we're going to turn on now. Our charismatic, exciting radio personalities. Hi there. Hi there, guys. We've had some, why are we American now? I don't know. Uh, that's just <laughs> we both went there straight away we've um, had some fun yeah we have yeah we also had a big night out big birthday night out that was fun Mm-hmm. it's all been happening it's all been happening that was a good night yeah yeah but we've, we've talked about birthdays enough so I don't even know why I brought it up I just I just wanted to mention there has been some fun happening too because it sounds like we've been a bit like down in the dumps but say that. we've taken the good with the bad the happy with the sad and uh did you mean to rhyme this yeah good yeah i did thank you very much um and we're going to come on to some of the really really good stuff later on in this episode um but before we get there i would like to ask you harry in amongst all of these happenings have you had a musical highlight of the week i have indeed and it's mainly come from the week that we had out actually and it is an album uh, called Everything is Recorded by Richard Russell. I have seen uh, this a, a few places. I haven't listened to it yet, but I've seen this name floating. Right. So this is a kind of collaboration album. Uh, Richard Russell owns, I think it's uh, the owner of XL Recordings. Okay. So we're, we're talking some artists that have recently been on XL Records from White Stripes, Dizzy Rascal, Tom York to MIA. Uh, it's it's been kind of one of the biggest independent record labels there's been. Um, so this album is made up of artists from the label. And I have to say, there are some names on here that are bloody brilliant, Tim. Really? We are looking at Sampha. Big name. Abongjaya. <laughs> no idea. No idea either. Uh, gigs. Gigs. Good. I like gigs. Ibei. No idea. Sid. Heard of the name Sid. Mm-hmm. Rachel Zafira. I do know that name. Uh, Infinite. Infinite. No. Yeah, Infinite plus one. Ooh. I don't think that is... I think plus one is like a guest or something like that. Oh, I was going to say, Infinite plus ones, That that's an unmanageable party. Really? No. <laughs> what are you saying, really? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I really heard what you said. Um, you were watching football, you weren't paying attention. <laughs> I was. Um, I was making a joke and you was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Infinite plus ones is an unmanageable party and you went, really? Oh, <laughs> oh that's good. Yeah, well, I know, it was, it was quite good. <laughs> really? Um, no, I'm not actually 100% sure if they're all on this label because I swear Sampha wasn't on XL. I, 
But either way, he is an artist and a producer on all of the tracks in this album, and it's a really brilliant piece of art. Like, they did this live night that I didn't actually get to go to. Um, so that's a bit useless. But it, <laughs> from the, the people I know that did go, said it was one of the best gigs they've ever been to. Okay, so it was like a showcase thing of all the different yes. artists he's worked with. Yeah. That sounds cool. All, of the, all the people that are is on it. I think it's a bit of a weird album name. Everything is recorded. I think it's what it's kind of known as. I don't like to add his name in there. Mm. It's a bit like, this painting is by this person. It's weird. <laughs> but um, there's a song in it that I absolutely adore, and it's been kind of replayed constantly uh, for me, which is close but not quite. Mm. And this is one where Sampha kind of takes the mic okay. and he adds his beautiful voice onto it. And it's got this lovely um, bass playing through it. I'm, I'm a sucker for a good bass. You are. It's, it's lovely. That, that was that was quite something the impression you did there. I only wish this was a visual medium sometimes so that uh, people <laughs> could see because there was what will sound on the podcast like silence but you were very much just posing <laughs> ready for the first note <laughs> to pick it up get myself ready Boop. <laughs> maybe it's not really good for audio format but anyway um, so we're going to play this song you're going to tell me if you like it after okay nice cool. let's do it so this is close but not quite from the album Everything is recorded by Richard Russell Enough. I guess your size said enough. No, 
express pain It's like my life has not There's no words that I've learned Oh, and these are just words And they can't express pain These are just words God woken up and now Now I'm in his paw Of these words I've tried to recite They are close but not quite Almost impossible to do Reciting the makings of you So there we go. What do you think, Tim? I liked that. I liked the little keys, the little ding, ding, ding. It was really nice, quite delicate, quite, um, yeah, sweet. It was really, really nice. Yeah. Um, very, very enjoyable. Yeah, the album goes on to do quite a few different things, obviously with, uh, I think Gigs is like two songs down from that and it suddenly takes a turn. Well, I was going to say that you couldn't, carry on with some of the artists that you've mentioned on that kind of vibe um that very much suits a vocal like Samphers but yeah yeah imagine trying to get gigs to do that it would be chaotic it, I guess to say is, the least it doesn't really have it is like a collection of songs almost it's not as much kind of a a piece of work that all lends itself to each other yeah but it's it's bloody good and you should go and listen to it nice one I would like to go and listen to that and in fact I will <laughs> thank you uh, so, what are you lending us today? Well, classic Tim coming in. He's the indie correspondent. He's bringing a bit of indie. <laughs> Tim, um, can you tell us what you've got over there in Indyland? Uh, in Indyland today is Dublin. Dublin I'm coming to you from. And I've got Fontaine's DC. Um, I think that's how you say it. A very American-sounding name, right? Yeah. DC. Sounds like a little town somewhere. Well, it's Washington, DC. Yeah, exactly. But it's Fontaine's DC. Um like I say, from Dublin, four-piece, who um, have quite a kind of raw, immediate sound. Um, I suppose in recent years, the very beginning, I can, I've heard a couple of people compare to the vaccines, and I think there is a comparison there, and maybe a bit of Palmer Violets, people like that. But actually, I think when the vocal comes in, it's much more um, a bit Marquis Smith. Okay. Maybe a bit um, Pete Voss from Campage Velocette. Uh It's got like, yeah, sort of 80s, 90s style, quite uh, spoken delivery. Um, quite deadpan. It's, I think the first thing they've put out, is a double A side uh, called Checkless Reckless and Boys in the Better Land. Um, and I really, really like it. I just think it's got that kind of, natural feel to it sometimes people who come with that slightly slurred delivery the slightly a bit too cool for school type thing sometimes it can feel a bit insincere but I feel like this really does just just hold that space and there's there's always there's always space for uh, an act like this I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a listen and I'd like to know what you think because I know often when I play some things like this you can hear the song and you personally, Harry, think it's good, like, enjoy it, a fine song, but 
I've heard the same thing a hundred times before or okay. you know, not doing anything new. So I'd be interested to know if you have that same reaction with this one or if it does feel like something that's got a bit more intrigue to it. Uh, so this is Fontaine's DC with Checkless Reckless. Someone who becomes a hypocrite In the name of money, an idiot Is someone who lets their education do all of the thinking A phony is someone who demands respect for the principles they affect A dilettante is someone who can't tell the difference between fashion and style Charisma is exquisite manipulation And money is the sandpit of the soul Money it's the sand pit of the soul, money. It's the sand pit of the soul, money. It's the sand pit of the soul. Taylor dreams of having it all. She documents an essence in the bathroom style. An empty chairs marks an empty occasion. The empty glasses ringing all across the nation. All across the nation. All across the nation. There you have it. That was Checklist Reckless. What were your thoughts, Harry? I actually really enjoyed it, Tim. Did you? Yeah, usually these kind of things take me a second listen where I'll be editing a song that I've expressed of that I haven't liked. I'll listen to it again. I'll be like, oh, I do like this, actually. Yeah. And I'll be annoyed at myself. So I'm not just saying this to kind of save myself. I, I really did like it. It was, um, it was that kind of, like you say, slightly punky vocal delivery, but with an almost rock and roll vibe behind it swagger yeah but there's a part when the guitar kind of comes in yeah in the middle and it's got this 70s kind of rock and roll element to it yeah but it and it's a very constant like no 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 almost throughout the whole piece yeah um yeah i really liked it i thought it was a little bit courtney barnett at the start his delivery is kind of very monotone and very constant like that doesn't really have any inflection to the voice yeah which i liked yeah, and it's like, like I said, it's very, it's definitely full of character, and it's very, very natural. I like the fact that you can hear the Irish accent in there as well. It kind of, yeah, it all just kind of comes together, and I think what well, is a pretty cool, cool little track. Simple as well. There's not, not too many frills around it. Not trying to do too much with it. Just, yeah, here we are. This is what we do. This is us being us. Yeah. So. I'm, I'm into it I'm into it I think they're going to be one to keep an eye on uh, that is literally the first two things they put out and it hasn't got a huge amount of traction yet but uh, I read a few reviews of their live set online 
and apparently they're really really fun to watch i can imagine being somewhere really small really sweaty scuzzy yeah and just just loving it so yeah cool fontaine's dc keep an eye nice pick Thank you very much, mate. Uh, so that brings to a close our musical highlights. Of the week. I am Shakespeare in the flesh. Walt Disney. Nike. Google. Now who's going to be the Medici family and stand up and let me create more? Do you want to marginalize me until I'm out of my money? So as we alluded to a little bit earlier, folks, uh, we've had a few interesting things happen this week and there's a couple of things that we have attended that we really really want to talk about with you our lovely listeners at home a couple of big massive gigs that we've been looking forward to for a very very long time um and i think there's always that thing when you leave a gig you know that was the best thing i've ever seen that was the best gig i will ever see yeah it's blowing my mind but um, with a little bit of space after both of these particular acts, seeing them live for the first time, I genuinely do think they were kind of big, big moments for me. I, yeah. I loved both gigs in different ways. And we are now going to unveil the two acts we saw. Yeah. Who were they, Harry? So, both of them? Yeah, let's unveil both and then we'll talk okay. about them. So, we went to see Kendrick Lamar on the 20th of February. We did. And then we went to see Bon Iver on the 27th. Very different artists. Very different. But very great artists. Absolutely blew me away, both of them. For different reasons. Yeah. Same reasons. Lots and lots of different reasons. Different reasons. <laughs> Mate, I can't <laughs> <talk. laughs> um, These are the kind of gigs that I will remember for a long time. And I always said, with Kendrick, that is the kind of artist that you tell your kid you went and saw. Yeah. On this there aren't many opportunities. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, So let's start there. 20th of Feb, day after my birthday, we head up to Wembley. Yeah. We arrive at Wembley Arena. Massive queue outside, right? Oh, yeah. Biggest queue I've ever had getting into a venue, I think. Unbelievably long. We were kind of following the snake of it. It felt like for so, so many minutes. Just wondering where the hell the end of it was. To be fair, a very fast-moving yeah. uh, snakey queue. So that was fast good. Fast-moving snake, yeah. Never been to Wembley Arena. That was no, I've, I've been there once before. Um, but never in the kind of area that we were in. Mm. Which... it was. It's funny, actually. I suppose it, it's a sign of a good venue in that we, in some ways, literally couldn't have been much further away from the stage. Yeah. But it was still so... I think we were the furthest point. <laughs> yeah. But it still felt like you were right in it. It um, was... I'll tell you what. Um, the the, the, pre- the um, tickets were a gift yeah. to me from people at work. And at no point was I thinking, oh, they're, they're seating. But there was a part of me that was quite reserved in the fact that seating, I yeah. would have thought, isn't as good as standing. But there was something really special. I mean, we were at the back with our backs against the wall. We were, we yeah. were right at the back. But as soon as... like uh, James Blake also played before, which was brilliant as well. Yeah, Support, um, supporting act. And everyone was kind of seated. We were really enjoying it and that. But we stood up a few times, kind of sat down for most of it, really enjoying it. And then Kendrick came on. And the whole place just erupted. Yeah, Everybody stood up. I didn't think we were going to leave that place sweaty and like dripping and stuff and we still managed to uh, you know 
it is exactly the same as standing but with less people on top of you yeah and in some ways you actually get a better view um oh yeah one of the stage itself but there were a number of moments where i found myself not really looking at the stage and just uh sort of canvassing the the arena itself and all the fans and watching their reaction to certain moments and it was really lovely to have that perspective of I'm not quite sure how many people Wembley Arena holds. It must be at least 10,000, if not more. Um, And to watch that many people just kind of going berserk was brilliant. It was really, really brilliant. It really was. Um, I couldn't agree more. There was just a view of everything. It was was perfect in the end. So the the set itself was actually quite simple, wasn't it? I, I think... Um, because often when I've seen huge hip hop artists, they go kind of all out with, um, you know, with stage dressing and, you know, performers and things like that. Although obviously a number of, you know, comparable artists, the Kanye's of this world, I know on the life of Pablo tour, he took it really stripped back, just had a big lighting rig. And I know that there has been a movement towards that, but I was still expecting, I think I was expecting a big spectacle from Kendrick. So I was quite surprised when he kind of came out to a bit of a kung fu film. Which was so funny. It, it was great. <laughs> really like 70s old school kung fu yeah. thing. Um, which was, yeah, like you say, it was a really funny way to start. And then he came out, strange clothes, but yeah. looking really cool. Did he changed them throughout as well? I think he sort of did, but it was always just big sort of robe things. Yeah. Um, but it looked amazing, didn't he? Yeah, of course he did. Quite little. So small. <laughs> Every the amount of times I was just looking at him like, that's just a little man down there. He's probably got like five, eight. No, smaller than that. He's something. And he just looks like this tiny little man and everyone's watching him. And I don't know how he does it. Yeah. I don't know how he does it. There's nobody here and I'm nervous talking. Yeah. But he he just had the whole place in the palm of his hand, didn't he? Oh, yeah. An amazing performer. And like you say, in a quite a minimal way in his in his own actions on the stage as well um and i often think that is the sign of someone who's really really on top of their game when they don't have to do too much sometimes you see a band or an artist and they're kind of bouncing around everywhere and doing loads and climbing up things and you just think you're doing all this because you're not actually smashing it right now you're kind of trying to be a clown as well as just incredibly talented whereas he one, his music just speaks for itself, but two, he was just killing it. Absolutely mm. killing it. Front of the stage, just... Yeah. Wow. So were there any standout moments in the set for you? Yeah, there was. And I, I can't remember what part it was and what song was playing at the time, but I remember looking down and suddenly he was in, like, a box. With, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, honestly, I remember him being on the stage and I can't have looked away for more than... Oh, a few seconds or whatever and he was basically in the middle of the crowd in kind of a box draped with like fairy lights yeah and like throughout a little bit of him being in there kind of raising up above it and it must have been some kind of like um jail metaphor or something like that i didn't think that at the time i thought yeah. it just looked nice but that was great just seeing him there and when the fire would go off and we felt it and i was like how the hell did we just feel that from yeah. all the way back here and there were some great moments, I think. Uh, the sing-along, when the music drops in uh, Humble. Yeah, that was good. And well, he made everybody sing it like five times. It went on for so long. Uh, 
and I know they always say the same thing, but he said it was the he said it was the best thing. Well, I've had. looked at some that he's had recently, and they all do it one more time. Yeah, he made us do it like four or five times where yeah. it got to the point where it's like, is he going to carry on this or is he just going to keep making us? Like, I was still really enjoying it. I'm though. not saying making; yeah, yeah. he wasn't forcing us. Everyone loved it, but um, he just kept doing it, and it was like he's just he must be loving this so much. Yeah, that everybody's and it was the I didn't know this, but it was the last night, so obviously the that's Lake, when yeah. you get a lot of the big fans that go. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, because it was the the extra tour, the extra date, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's when, yeah, you get the ones that have already been before and the ones that want to go to the last one. Yeah. So, it, obviously, the the vibes there were pretty big. And I don't know if it's bigger than the O2, but I've I never th- been to the O2 either. I think the O2's bigger, but not as long. Right. Is it round? It's more round, yeah. It's the O2 region, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's literally, literally round. round. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that was, they were great moments. I liked it when suddenly a guy with a samurai sword just appeared on stage. Just yeah. sort of, and I was thinking, don't chop his head off. He and was the, kind of spinning his sword around everywhere. I was like, oh. There were a few karate moments, weren't there? A yeah, few yeah. karate kids come out. Yeah, kind of, that was one of the themes that ran through the whole thing. But yeah, when the samurai sword came, I I sort of winced a little bit because I'm yeah. so squeamish that I was just like, don't, don't let this go wrong. But I really like that it opened with the, the news report bit as well because yeah. that's like my favourite bit. It's just the way it, because I hate how they sound so like what's the word conservative and yeah just like white news people just ignorant <laughs> yeah horrible arseholes from and it's like fox a, news or whatever it is yeah and the way it just kicks in after that is just yeah. is perfect yeah. yeah so as we're here it's the podcast and we like to play music on it is there mm-hmm. one song that you would like to play that stands out from for you from the set um it's not as much from the set. I mean, I do remember it and I did love it, but uh, the song's Element. And it, it really actually became a bit of a um, a mascot for the the week we'd had. Yeah. And uh, it the, the kind of the way it opens and um, it's something that I kept listening to over and over again. And, you know, it just reminds you how much you love music and you that you love going to these things and not that that's what the song's about but that's the the meaning that I was taking from it because of stuff and uh everything that goes wrong in your life and all the little bad things you just have to grab onto these magical moments yeah and uh this was one of them nice well let's give it a listen cool this is element by Kendrick Lamar new kung fu kenny Ain't nobody praying for me. Y'all know what happens on earth stays on earth. Here we go. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a I don't give a I don't give a fuck. I'm willing to die for this shit. I done cried for this shit. Might take a lie for this shit. Put the Bible down and go out for a knife for this shit. DOT, my enemy won't catch a vibe for this shit. Ayy, I've been stumped out in front of my mama. My daddy commissary made it to commas. Bitch, all my grandma's dead, so ain't nobody praying for me, I'm on your head, ayy. 30 millions later, know the feds watching, auntie on my telegram like, be cautious. I be hanging out of Thames, I be on Stockton, I don't do it for the ground, I do it for Compton. I'm willing to die for the shit, nigga, I take your fucking life for the shit, nigga. We ain't going back to broke, family selling dope, that's why you many ass rap niggas better know. If I gotta slap a pussy ass nigga, I'ma make it look sexy. 
If I gotta go hard on a bitch, I'ma make it look sexy I pull up, hop out, and route, made it look sexy They won't take me out my element Nah, take me I'm allergic to a bitch nigga, ayy An imaginary rich nigga, ayy Seven figures, how that slimmer than my bitch figure, ayy Going digital and physical on all y'all, ayy Bunch of criminals and money in my phone calls, ayy Me okay, we let the A1 fly Relocate, jump on the same G5 Check it for me heavy, cause I go, yeah, I go, yeah They never been ready, yeah, I know, yeah, I know, yeah Money case spread, cross the flow, cross the flow, yeah None of y'all fucking with the flow, yeah, the flow, yeah Years in the making, they don't try mistake it I got them by a landslide, we talk about races You know there's never be a tie, just look at they laces You know careers take off, just gotta be patient Mr. One through five, that's the only logic Fake my death, go to Cuba, that's the only option If I gotta slap a pussy ass nigga, I'ma make it look sexy If I gotta go hard on a bitch, I'ma make it look sexy I pull up, hop out, and route, made it look sexy They won't take me on my element, nah, take me on my element Damned if I do, if I don't, yeah. God damn us all if you won't, yeah. Damn, 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 it's a goddamn shame You ain't frontline, get out the goddamn way Niggas thought they wouldn't go see me, huh? Niggas thought they K. Real life is the same life they see on TV, huh? Niggas wanna flex on me and be in LA for free, huh? Next time they hit the 10 freeway, we need receipt, huh? Cause most of y'all ain't real, most of y'all go squeal, most of y'all just envy, but jealousy get you killed. Most of y'all throw rocks and try to hide your hand. Just say his name and I promise that you'll see Candyman. Because it's all in your eyes, most of y'all tell lies, most of y'all don't fade, most of y'all been advised. Last OP I tried to lift the black artist, but it's the difference between black artists and whack artists. So there we go. That is that in the bag, Tim. Anything stand out for you? Any song that you'd really love to play? I mean, there were definitely certain moments in the set that really stand out for me, uh, particularly the the very beginning of DNA. Yeah. Was like, I got, I got, I got, I got. <sighs> yeah, like that Fire, felt like yeah. such a huge drop. Like, yeah, because you're watching this little weird. Oh, come for Canadian, no, 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 no. Yeah, for a little bit, and then it's I got, I got, and just drops. Yeah, in. suddenly you're and in Kendrick. World. That was one of those moments where I'm not. I'm I'm not much of a dancer anyway and to that kind of music I'm even less of a natural dancer but like I really felt like I just couldn't control myself I think yeah. everyone around us was just kind of losing their mind at that, that point that's the point when you realise that you know when, when I was saying that we're at the back and, yeah. and you, you realise it doesn't matter yeah. everybody's standing up everybody's yeah. up for it it just completely taken everyone over at that stage Yeah. Um, but actually the song I'm going to play is slightly different in that I think often when you go and see a gig, it's funny because obviously you're a big fan of most artists. But if you really, really love the gig, you find that actually afterwards you listen to the artist so much more than you ever did before. Yeah. To the extent where often you think, God, I wish I knew these songs as well on the night as I now do because I've been listening to it all nonstop for the past you know, 10 days or whatever it is. Um, so actually it's a song from the new Black Panther soundtrack, um, mm. which... I don't know if you've have you listened to the album? Yeah. It great. Like it's kind of put together by Kendrick, although he doesn't feature on every single track. Um 
but there's there's so much cool stuff in there like really 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 weird weird stuff I think I, I've always loved the kind of experimentation in his music and the fact that he kind of doesn't follow the crowd often mm. they'll put out things that don't really feel uh, like there's any comparison available within hip hop he's just doing his own thing uh, this this song isn't necessarily like that actually this one in particular the one I'm going to play is a more kind of standard hip hop track but I just love it it's called King's Dead it's got J-Rock it's got Future it's got James Blake and it's got Kendrick and everything about it is so great to the point that I, he didn't play it on the night but I just wanted to play it on the podcast and there's not going to be another time anytime soon where we can bring up Kendrick Lamar again after this episode so I'm going to play it uh, if you guys at home haven't watched the video definitely go and watch it because there's so many moments oh, yeah. on that that I absolutely love as well I mean it opens up with him Funny. like in the top of a palm tree eating a sweet corn in corn a massive oh, is it a corn dog? I yeah. thought it was a sweet corn I think it's a corn dog yeah. oh whatever it is why is he in the top of a palm tree with massive red coat on just sort of crouched down how the fuck did you get out there? <laughs> no, exactly <laughs> it's brilliant and then there's like a moment um, like where he's on top of like he's, he's always on the top of things most oh, of the oh the three buildings but, yeah yeah that's great yeah which reminds me of Limmy definitely <laughs> where he's just like waving <laughs> <laughs> from a bridge yeah um, but there's those, and there's like a Wolf of Wall Street moment yeah. There's all sorts. It's just it's just brilliant. Um, it shows that he's he's such a great kind of communicator in so many ways. I think the visuals often that surround his music are as exciting and as interesting as the music itself. Um, yeah, I love it. And there's sort of little there's little bits from the um, from it that kind of stick in my head as well. Whenever I see a whenever I see a, someone who's clearly a tourist walking around all I can hear is Kendrick in my head like you ain't really wild you a tourist <laughs> like it's just you've it's, listened to it a lot I've seen you listen to it a lot on that Spotify thing well when you're Tim spying on me to. yeah it's just there I'm not spying yeah but I do I really do listen to it a lot it's one of those that when my energy levels are sort of lagging at any point in the day I'll stick this on and it'll get me pumped up straight away um, yeah yeah Great, great tune, and it's coming up right now. This is King's Dead. Miss me with that bullshit. You ain't really wild, you a tourist. I be blacking out with the purest. I made a hundred thousand, then I freaked it. I made five hundred thousand, then I freaked it. I bought an 87 for the weekend. This ain't what you want, this ain't what you want. And it's like that little bitch, MVP, I don't get no sleep, no, I don't like that little bitch. Bust that open, I want that ocean, yeah, that bite back, little bitch. Do it, bite back, little bitch. Need two life jacks, little bitch. I ain't gon' hold ya, I ain't gon' pressure, never control ya. I ain't gon' front ya, keep it 100, I don't know ya. Boss like top dog, boss my life up, crossing over. Started stepping, got a hall of fame and all my poster. I've been ready, my whip been ready, my bitch been ready, my click been ready, my shit's been ready, my checks been ready, my shots on full, that's all I'm getting. I got pull, I hope y'all ready, my tank on full, you know unleaded. I gotta go get it, I gotta go get it, I gotta go get it, I gotta go get it. My name gon' hold up, my team gon' hold up, my name gon' hold up, my team gon' hold up, my shots gon' fire, my team gon' roll up, my Nazi twice, my queen gon' roll up. I hope y'all ready, you know I'm ready, I rain all day, you know confetti, I gotta go get it, I gotta go get it, I gotta go get it, I gotta go get it. Miss me with that bullshit. bullshit. You're not a gang member, you a tourist. tourist. I be blacking out, I be blacking out. Bought a 83 cutlass for the weekend. For the weekend I got a hundred thousand and I freaked it. Then I freaked it. I made my hundred thousand and I freaked it. Then I freaked it. I put a rose rice on my wrist, oh yeah. 
fuck his baby mama trying to sneak this I took her to my penthouse and I freaked it I haven't made my mind up, should I keep it? I got big dog status, it ain't no secret So there you have it. That was King's Dead. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it too. There's so many little bits in it which, um, like just little hooks that you kind of, they get stuck in your head. Let's jump on. They're so unique to those two, Future and Kendrick in particular. They're they're two of the artists out there who can really pull off those kind of little moments that just seem to come out of nowhere in a track, but actually work perfectly just in their own little world. Um, so that was Tuesday night. Yeah. The first Tuesday night. And then we had a seven-day uh, break before heading to another one of the gigs that I think I realised when we arrived at Hammersmith Apollo, or whatever it's called now, the Eventim Apollo, yeah. something like that. I realised when I got there that I've maybe never been more excited for a gig to start in my entire life. It just... I don't know if it... I don't know why, but it felt like it hadn't hit me that we were about to watch Bon Iver until we arrived. until they started. Yeah. Because I've, I've been waiting for this for nearly 10 years. Like yeah. 2009 or 10, I think, is when I started really getting into him. Yeah. So and, and he's never really been available to play. I think he was... He came here once and I tried to get tickets and couldn't get them. And, and, even, I, and even when we did get these tickets, it was ages ago. It was so yeah. long ago that it... It almost felt like we weren't going. It was just, we booked the tickets and you think, that's years away. I mean, brilliantly. No, that day's never going to come around. <laughs> yeah, it felt like that. I never would. But brilliantly, he did so many days. Yeah. That there was, that there was what, like six or seven nights or yeah, I think five so. or six nights, something like that. But I'm delighted we got the one we got. When we were on the way up, we were sort of looking up who the support acts were going to be. 
and a couple of the other nights had support and we realised we didn't have one and I think at the time I felt a little bit like disappointed thinking um, oh that's a shame I'd like to see you know more than one act tonight mm. when we got there we realised that what we were getting was an evening with Bon Iver, that was what it was titled yeah. which meant two sets yeah how good is that brilliant with a 22 minute gap in the middle lovely just great no, no, nobody does that Lovely it was like a touch. proper like show yeah. with a what's it called in the middle interval interval interlude yeah. interval 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 yeah 22 minutes nice little toilet and drink break yeah and then back in there for like another whole set it was I I still don't think it settled down for me I the, the next morning I was buzzing I was making a little playlist online that had the same set list and stuff like I didn't want to let go of it yeah. it was it was something I just wanted to wipe my brain turn around and walk back in yeah yeah absolutely and do it again completely so let, but let's start at the very beginning when so we we get there we get a really we get a nice spot I like that venue because it's mm. steeped the standing area has got an incline so actually same as Brixton Academy yeah very it, and it's so much better uh, venues like that because it means everyone gets a good view you don't have loads of annoying yeah. people trying to push around uh, it already felt like a really nice atmosphere the second we arrived um, got a good spot how did it feel when you watched like them take to the stage it started to kick in then yeah um, I think my the first thing I'd noticed is when they started playing was that they were very much not there to replicate what is recorded. Yeah. They were there to give you a show that that can't be replicated itself. They were there to do things differently. Yeah. That give became you an experience really, you haven't experienced. Yeah, absolutely. It became really clear really quickly, didn't it? Yeah. Because there were moments where I think we both realised kind of a minute in, oh, it's this. Yeah, there were songs that we both know like the back of our hands, but... Creature Fear, one of my favourite yeah. songs, there was like... Uh, yeah at least 30 seconds to a minute where I was like amazingly I don't think I know this one yeah and then it because the whole the beginning of Critchfit is very quiet and very like vocal heavy and there's a little bit of guitar and this was kind of a bit punchier and had some kind of electronic stuff going on um, which you know if you listen to the latest album of his you know that he's kind of taken that route anyway yeah but the whole thing like the set Everybody there was brilliant. You know, that drummer was exceptional. Um, oh, yeah. The ba- they, I mean, the band were unbelievable. Every, every single member. Yeah. Just some incredible brass sections. And yeah. these are the things that I was expecting. You know, I know he puts on a show. I know he has lots going on up there. And he just delivered and then delivered some more. Yeah. Just constantly. And how did you feel when it finally kicked off? Uh, I just like you really I I think like I say when I first got in the venue that was when I got really excited and I was looking at the stage it had all these kind of feathers that almost they almost looked like icicles yeah and as we mentioned earlier it's been really snowy and cold here and it in, there couldn't have been a better time yeah for us it felt so there. atmospheric everything about it like walking even when we were going through the barriers to get into the venue at first there was all kind of little piles of snow sort of uh, moved out of the way even that in the moment just felt so perfect um i think the crowd lends itself a lot to it as well everybody seems so stunned yeah and respectful and 
all of the above about what they were witnessing and everybody yeah. looked just as kind of yeah speechless and in awe as each other because i think i think it was that thing of everyone was like us they've been waiting so long for this that no one no one had gone there and thought we're going to get blackout drunk for this one this is a big night out everyone i think thought we really want to enjoy this yeah. uh we we both noticed very early on no phones out in the audience at all no just everyone and not even bizarrely not even that much singing along either because it just felt like everyone wanted to watch what was happening rather than i was kind of singing under my voice very quietly i didn't even want to hear it It was basically just mouthing along to the so that increased didn't it as yeah. people got more comfortable with what everybody else was doing i think i was still singing along yeah um and kind of grooving out to it a bit more as well there was yeah. some because there are times in his music especially within this set that there's some big punchy moments and like yeah. you know when you know the songs and you know when it's going to come in when the bait like yeah. there were times when i knew there was a a bit when something started but it had so much more punch and i wasn't expecting it but then yeah. as you get more comfortable with how he's playing and what the kind of shape the set is taking yeah you kind of get yeah, to yeah, those moments sure. you, and you like get into it and stuff yeah. and i just i was it was just the warmest one of the most warm sets i've ever watched and experienced and it was honestly i'm unforgettable and it's and it's uh it was a well i won't go into it but it was really what we needed yeah it really was um just yeah just a magical magical night and i really felt i know we were a, a certain way into the run but i felt like I could have gone and watched that every single night, yeah, and been in my element every single time. It was it was honestly one of the best things I think um, I think I've ever seen. Yeah, I would agree with that. So, and there were some shocks in there as well, because we had already talked about stuff he probably wasn't going to play. Yeah, I wasn't expecting Heavenly Father, and we got Heavenly Father. Yeah, ju- that was that the last one before the interval. I feel like it was second to last. I second think. to last. Uh, and then we got. Um, uh, we had things like Skinny Love and... Well, we'd heard he wasn't playing Skinny Love as well. Because so... I don't think he had in previous shows or something like that. Yeah. And it's not it's not one of my favourites, although no, when, we... it, when it started, I did... There was a little bit of me that thought, I am really happy he's played this. He, he played, I think, Skinny Love and the Holocene yeah. one after the other. And I kind of heard that he wasn't going to. And I was I was like, okay, if, if he thinks they're overplayed then and we don't have to hear them, that's fair enough. Yeah. And then the fact that we were hearing those songs that I don't care when people say, oh, people almost don't like it when you really enjoy those ones because they think, oh, that's all you know. And people are so judgmental with music. It's it's one of the most brilliant forms of art, but people are so judgmental with it. And I know we can be too as well, so I'm not saying that we're not. But um, just knowing that we got those live after 10 whatever years of listening to them and loving those songs. And Skinny Love has a lot, has a, a lot, like to play for in my life because that was one of the first songs I'd learned on guitar it got me into uni I played that song at a thing yeah on this shitty little guitar <laughs> and it was like that's, that's a moment in my life that that song is stuck to and just to hear that live how it yeah. should be played <laughs> yeah. was was beautiful yeah the, the whole the whole thing it, it was just amazing so it, I guess we come on to the same question that we had previously for Kendrick is there a certain song a certain moment that really um really stood out for you yes there that is you would like to play it's a little difficult um i'll name some that i thought were 
really what I wanted. So Creature Fear was great because it was yep. that moment of like, oh, I know this and I love that song. And then Blood Bank because I didn't think he was going to play that either. Yep. And I remember turning around like, Blood Bank, I love this song. That was the first one back as well, wasn't it? That was yes, good. Yes, exactly. And then there was Perth, which was the last song of the first bit. Yes. I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the one that's like, that's some really big punchy moments in it that yeah. were just so good to hear live. And I think I'm going to go with that one. Nice. Um, yeah, so this is Perth by Bonnevere. Lovely.
that was Perth. Uh, that was so good to hear that. Bloody hell, that was great. Um, another one for Emma to hear that yeah. was absolutely insane. I've, I've been listening. There's a version they do on YouTube, which is like a acapella version, mm-hmm. and I listen to it all the time. I just can't get over it. There's just three of them singing it, and it's just stunning. Yeah, and uh, to hear that, ah, uh, magical. But yeah, what, what are you going with? Uh, I'm gonna. What I'm gonna go with it is purely because of the way the set list was structured. So we first we got uh, twenty two over soon, mm. which we, that was an amazing way to start. Um, a bit different as well from the like recorded version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, like like you say, everything was. Mm. Um, but then we got Death Breast after that, and then it was Towers, yeah. which for me that was when I really got like goosebumps purely because it was the first older one that yeah. got played and I was just like that was when I really it really started to sort of hit me how how special this all felt because obviously we both absolutely loved the latest album but I think the older stuff probably has more of a place in our heart for both of us um, so yeah the first old one that I heard live ever was just like such a moment so I can't really look past Towers for the one that hit me the hardest as I was stood there mm. yeah like I say I, I literally had sort of the hairs on the back of my neck standing up and like goosebumps do you know there was I didn't even notice this until later on but he didn't play because I thought I've got everything I wanted here yeah he didn't play I think is is it Re or Ari Stacks which is one yeah. of my favourite songs of his they didn't play and I'm not annoyed by it yeah we it's can't be picky at fine. this stage it was, no, you can't it, play every song yeah yeah exactly and it very nearly did to be fair yeah I mean I wish he would yeah do like a few nights a bit but. <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, I'm going to play Towers. Lovely. Let's have a little listen to that. So be my 
there any last things that you would like to mention about the Bon Iver gig? Mm, it was really good. The queues were weird. Drinks yeah. were good. And the music was nice. Yeah. And I can't wait to see it again. Yeah. I, I can't wait for 10 years when we get to see it again. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, so there's a nice little link here, actually, Harry, oh, as yeah. you well know yourself. Because think back two years now, almost to the day when this episode comes out. Um, two little guys sat together with just one microphone in one... <laughs> and four cameras. <laughs> four cameras in one massive echoey living room. And we started talking about music. We decided to call ourselves Tracks. And two years on, we're here. Mm. Tracks HQ. Look at us. Killing it. Um, but yeah, essentially what I'm trying to say is this is nearly to the day our second anniversary, our second birthday. Yeah. And on that very first episode, number 001, hello, <laughs> you played Bon Iver. I played Beth Rest. Yes. Yeah. As your borrowed track, I believe, in Old New oh, Borrowed Blue. Borrowed. Yeah, it was. Yeah. 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 Memories of that day? Uh, very scared. Yep. Very drunk. Yep. Very happy. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> We're still the same now. Almost every day. <laughs> um, yeah, it was uh, that. It was uh, a day that we'd finally decided to do something. Yeah. Um, the fact that it's two years on and we're still going is a huge credit it, to us yeah it feels an awfully long time we're ago to me ourselves I think. on the back here but we're not people that carry things on. well I'm not somebody that carries things on so no for two years is a long time yeah yeah it feels it, it feels an age ago in a weird way it does yeah I feel like I was a little boy a lot has changed but a lot has stayed the same we're still great <laughs> um, but basically to mark what is a bit of a milestone for us I'm not going to go too far obviously because we've got an potentially even bigger milestone coming up um, mm. as we approach episode 100 obviously it's funny actually because uh, when we first did those when we did those first episodes and we were like writing the title I remember yeah. doing the hashtag 001 and thinking three digits is quite optimistic <laughs> <laughs> you know hoping that we would make it to 100 but thinking Mm, that's going to be a zero forever that first one I mean I've looked at it and think what about a thousand what are we going to do then maybe I mean, you just write a thousand don't you yeah what's Marin on now I think he's closing in on a thousand he's not quite he? there yet oh wow yeah I mean he has been doing it for a while now hasn't he over a like, I think nearly a decade okay yeah well, yeah and two episodes a week like we're a long way off yeah, yeah. those levels I don't necessarily know if I want to get to a thousand <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll be quite done actually uh, I think maybe 500 will be enough for me yeah um, but yeah we've got that big milestone coming up so we're not going to dwell too much but for our third and final picks of this episode I think we're just both going to pick one song from the last two years yeah. um, that either stands out as a tracks moment or just we'd like to listen to it again yeah so do you have one I do so I am going to go with a song almost entirely from the time that we went and uh, to this thing. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so I'm going with a song almost entirely because it reminds me of a time. A time. A time long, long ago. Um, so in the first year of tracks, and this isn't the time, we went to Great Escape. Yes. And we had a brilliant experience. We kind of went there, tracksing it up, doing some stuff, and it was good. 
it was, was great. It was really fun. Did daily episodes. Year, we did daily episodes, and it was a it was a grind. It was a grind. Getting up and recording and editing in like two hours, and trying yeah. to get it out the next hour, and like it was mad, and it was it was the first time. This was before my job. It was the first time I'd ever really put so much effort yeah. into doing something I loved and knowing what it's like to like work hard but yeah. enjoying it. Yeah. It was that was a, a first experience of mine really. But the second year we went was a real breakthrough, I think, for us in terms of enjoyment of something. Yeah. And we kind of went as We went as proper as press. Yeah. Yeah, so, it, was, it was the first festival we were lucky enough to get, be given that uh, privilege access. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were proper delegates. It was exciting stuff. Absolutely it was. And um, we had some fantastic interviews that we'll never forget about. As long as I live, those will stay in my memory for good, for bad, uh, for everything about it. Just that, yeah, it, it, was, a, it was a crazy moment. Mm. It really was. And I feel like um, with Great Escape, it's something that we're proud of Brighton for having. Yeah. And to be in it in that capacity and be covering it and sharing it to people and stuff is a really brilliant moment. Yeah. And I hope we do that for a long, long time to come. For sure. We certainly will be this year. Yes. Um, but the song I'm going to go with is from the artist Homeshake, who we had on the podcast. We did. And uh, it was a learning curve for us. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, in many ways. Open books, we are. Uh, we'd had the fantastic Kane Strang on, and we yep. were so happy. It went so well. Yeah. And uh, Home Shape went, you know, a lot better than we thought. But um, we would, we weren't quite happy with how it went. There were certain things. I mean, certain lessons to be learned. Absolutely. Don't drop the C-bomb in front of a Canadian for a start. Yeah, they do not enjoy it. <laughs> and know, know enough about them to talk to them. Yeah. And we've never done that since, and we'll never do it again. And uh, since, I've become such a massive Home Shakes fan. Yeah. A massive fan. I've just always listened to him, and I think he's absolutely brilliant. And, like, don't get me wrong, I've listened to him before. We weren't yeah. going into this thing blind. But um, with Kane Strang, it's different. Yeah, because we're huge fans. That was of proper his. fandom. Yeah, um, but I'm gonna play uh, "Call Me Up" because it's a song I've been playing ever since, and uh, I absolutely love it. And it just every time I hear it, it reminds me of how far we've come, and uh, hopefully how far we'll go. So uh, this is "Call Me Up" by Homeshake. <laughs> I can see the future will be 
mentioned that she said I don't think enough She's gonna do all alone Anytime you wanna just call me up And I'll answer you on the phone I can feel the pain most proud of i don't think that was the question no it wasn't i said it i was like i didn't mean that what song are you picking yeah that's better suddenly in a job interview which achievement in most proud of where do you see yourself in five years what is your biggest fault oh. the fault is that i'm too good <laughs> too honest i'm too good at my work um <laughs> the song i'm picking <laughs> it takes us way back to oh, early funny. days, quite specifically episode 11. Can you remember off the top of your head what episode 11 was called, Harry? A little quiz for you. Oh, get out of town. Can I have a clue? Is it morning music? No. Uh, was it... <laughs> oh, I know what it was. Episode 12 was morning music, actually, so that's quite close. Oh. You've done well. Was it um, Bono? Yeah. It was one of our... Back in the early days, we gave things strange names. We've gone a bit more descriptive since then. But um, no, no. What we did back then is what we we wanted to do that we do now. Oh, we try to because now we kind of don't say exactly what we talk about, but we allude to it, and it's a yeah. bit of a joke. That is what we were doing then, but we didn't know how to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. So we called episode eleven when life gives you Bono talk about lemonade. Yeah, I think we'd do that now, Tim. <laughs> But it's one of those that only made sense to us at the time. Yeah. I mean, a little thing for some people is that Morning Music yeah. was called, as we were going oh, through yeah, this phase, Cornflakes. We had, like, the Cornflake Girl. Because yeah. it was like, we were looking up songs that were talking about <laughs> morning, and we had Cornflake Girl, and then we put it out, and we were yeah. like, no one's going to know what this is. Yeah, that is so true. So we changed it to the most, <laughs> well, <laughs> the easiest yeah, title, <laughs> Morning Music. Yeah. Um... Yeah, we, we had our Lemonade episode. And it was because it was Bono's birthday that week and we were vaguely going to talk about him, but Beyonce had just dropped Lemonade and we were so completely into that album um, that we really couldn't find the energy to talk about anything but it. We couldn't find the energy to talk about Bono anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no one's got the energy yeah. for that. Um, but that is an album that it's funny because when I when I think about sort of uh, things that really stand out in music that we've shared over these two years. We really, really did quite passionately, 
passionately. But we <laughs> re- fruitly. We absolutely loved that record, and it did. But it didn't yeah. make it onto our end of year list. No. Um, by and, its own fault. And we've very rarely gone back to listen to it, which is part of why I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got it on my phone, so we can. Well, um, but well. There, there was a moment where we were singing it all the time. It was a kind of constant play at Tracks HQ, um, and we, yeah, we really, really loved it. And actually, it's got a bit of a, um, the album's got a bit of a Great Escape reference too, because there was a certain evening when we were walking along Brighton Seafront back from Concord Two uh, to whatever pub we were about to land in and uh, drink the night away. Uh, we, for some reason, thought we're going to walk along the seafront singing Beyonce at the top of our voices. Mm-hmm. We did that like actual people in the real world who thought, this is how to make friends. Um, <laughs> yeah, basically, I and just wanted... Glastonbury, sorry. Oh, we we also joke? sang it throughout Glastonbury. Yeah, we did, yeah. Because we thought, yeah, just like you said, we thought people who know it will sing along with us and we'll have friends. I think they did at Glastonbury, actually, didn't they? They did after about three days of us trying... <laughs> And then one person did be like, yeah, success. <laughs> <laughs> um, a feeble way to try and attempt to find girls. <laughs> Harry, we, were, we didn't have to say those words. Everyone knew. <laughs> That's not what we're doing. Um, we just love the album. Yes, we do. Um, yeah, the song I'm going to play is Hold Up, and it reminds me of all those Six things, months. and it reminds me of the, the location where we recorded our first ever episode, the living room in my old flat. Uh, where we used to finish recording, turn the music up, and just dance around. It was one of my. It was probably my favourite place we've recorded in. Because we had such. I mean, we have freedom everywhere we record, really. But that was. We were a law unto ourselves there, and every time, every recording session became a party. Yeah, and, and there's there was memories behind like almost every episode. Yeah. Where we would go out at heart because it didn't matter really. You didn't seem to care that you had work the next day ever. Well, I just started freelancing at the time, and you're a bit and. Shit. Uh, and I didn't have as much work coming in as I right like I would have liked to. So I, my hours were quite flexible. <laughs> yeah, and I was working at Sainsbury's at the time, which yeah. meant about two days a week. So I we we'd record on Tuesday, and I knew I'd have a Wednesday off. Yeah. I would often kip on the sofa, almost always. Yeah, yeah. turn up in me work shoes, <laughs> and and the and the rest of it. But <laughs> yeah, um, and yeah, there were such good memories there. We had yeah. some good parties there, and great days. absolutely glorious days um so yeah the song i'm gonna play is hold up and i think hearing this for the first time in a while is gonna be great for us so let's have a little listen to it here we go Especially coming up after midnight 
I smell your secrets, and I'm not too perfect to ever feel this worthless. How did it come down to this? Scrolling through your call list. I don't wanna lose my pride, but I'ma fuck me up a bitch. Know that I kept it sexy, and know I kept it fun. There's something that I'm missing, maybe my head for one. What's worst? Looking jealous or crazy? Jealous or crazy? Or like being walked all over lately, walked all over lately. I'd rather be crazy. Hold up, they don't love you like I love you. Slow down, they don't love you like I love you. Back up, they don't love you like I love you. Step down, they don't love you like I love you. Can't you see there's no other man above you? What a wicked way to treat the girl that loves you. Hold up, they don't love you like I love you. Slow down, they don't love you like I love you. Let's imagine for a moment that you never made a name for yourself. A master wealth, they had you labeled as a king. Never made it out the cage, still out there moving in them streets. Never had the baddest woman in the game up in your sheets. Would they be down to ride now? They used to hide from you, lie to you But y'all know we were made for each other So I find you and hold you down Missing say Hold up, they don't love you like I love you Slow down, they don't love you like I love you Back up, they don't love you like I love you Step down, they don't love you like I love you Can't you see there's no other man above you What a wicked way to treat the girl that loves you Hold up, they don't love you like I love you Slow down, they don't love you like I love you. It's such a shame. You let this good love go to waste. I always keep the top tier. Five star, sexy loving in the car. Like, make that wood, like, make that wood. Holly like a boulevard. What's worse? Looking jealous or crazy? Jealous and crazy. Or like being walked all over lately. Walked all over lately. I'd rather be crazy. Hold up, they don't love you like I love you. Slow down, they don't love you like I love you. Back up, they don't love you like I love you. Step down, they don't love you like I love you. Can't you see there's no other man above you? What a wicked way to treat the girl that loves you. Oh, love, they don't love you like I love you. Hold down, they don't love you like I love you. There you have it. That was Beyonce with Hold Up. They don't love you like I love you. We had a little sing a song, sing along song. I sing a song, song. song. <laughs> I sing song along, but sing song along. But <laughs> what I are you on about? Too long. <laughs> I was trying to say song belong. <laughs> uh, we did, yeah. Uh, it was lovely to hear that again. Yeah, it really um, was. It's funny that the songs that. Memories. Well, that is one of the ones that stands out to me is so unlike 90% of what we've played on this show yeah but, yeah sometimes they're the ones that stand out more it's been a lovely old two years really has to here's to two more at least at the very least yeah maybe 20 more maybe 200 more 20 years in our 40s I can see us podcasting in our 40s hell yeah and that's the main age people do it <laughs> we're still whippersnippers <laughs> With the snippers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I said with that. With the snappers. I know, I know. Snapper whippers. I know. Anyway, well, was, it's, <laughs> it's all getting a bit out of hand here, listeners. Um, what I was trying to say, it's been a lovely two years. This has been a lovely two hours recording. 
but we should probably draw it to a close. Yeah. And to take us out this week, we're going to pay tribute to uh, the other people who have been important along the way of this two years. Obviously, we're the key guys. It wouldn't be tracks without us, but no. uh, our guests have been absolutely vital to our success thus far and um, also been some of our most uh, treasured memories of doing tracks. I'm going to take you way back when, episode number 10, our first ever guest was a certain... <laughs> Sounds like a rap. <laughs> <laughs> I am slowly <laughs> rapping. Um, Go on then. <laughs> no. Our first ever guest no. was our good friend Ben Brooks. He's come back a few times since um, and we've always loved his company. Um, he did Old New Borrowed Blue, the first person ever other than us to do it on the show and he picked as his old song... The Barbarians with Are You a Boy or Are You a Girl? And as it's the first song ever picked by a guest on the show, I think it's only right that we finish this episode with it. Yeah, let's do that. So uh, thank you to all of you for listening, continuing to listen over all of these two years. It it means everything to us. Um, We love you like our own little kittens that you all are. I don't know why. Exactly. Um, Just a big, big thank you. And thank you to you, Harry. Thank you, Tim. Putting up with me for two years. And me. (laughs) Saving me from insanity and Lord knows what else. Uh, It's been a joy. God only knows what I'll be without you. Lovely, thank you. I appreciate that serenade. That reckless serenade. Oh! (laughs) (laughs) Nice one. We should probably go. Uh, Cheers, guys. We'll see you next week. We're back on our normal schedule. Everything will be okay, we promise. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye.